the liberty and freedom for people to talk about you when you sing it. I wasn't trying to talk about you. I just you said you didn't know I was Beyonce. I mean, high as a sky. <laughs> Sometimes when people sing songs, you try to understand the song, and you, it it wasn't till victory. The midweek happy hour episode. We got our wine, clink, 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 and some Oreos. Oreo, guilty pleasure. Yes. I blame Stacy. It's all good. Yeah, it was my idea. It was my idea. You can blame me. How you do this to me though? It's okay. It's like double the the, the load. These is don't. These ain't double stuffed. Oh, it's it's <laughs> I thought I got the regular kind. I was trying to get the, they had two for one. I mean, two for eight. Oh. I don't even think that's a really a deal nowadays. Eight dollars for two things of cookies? Four dollars each. That's, I mean, is that a deal? Yeah. This family size? Well, I don't know how much they cost in a regular. Me neither, because I don't never buy this stuff. Yeah, I wouldn't know. Well, I mean, I supposedly got a deal. Y'all let us know. Is that a deal? Two for, two for eight for a family size pack of Oreos? Y'all let us know. Have y'all ever had the golden Oreos? India, India hasn't had them. You gotta stay with the chocolate. Uh, the golden is good, especially with cookies. I mean, with um, with milk. Mm. Get you some oat milk. <laughs> I'm gonna have to try that out. Yep, yep, yep. Anywho, what are we gonna talk about? Today? Well, first, before we talk about anything, India, it's Wednesday. How has your week been so far? Okay, so we're just gonna flip. Just go right into it. So we can we gotta set the tone and make sure we both are okay. <laughs> Mental health check-in, everybody. Check-in check in on your loved ones. Mm-hmm. Um, this week has been good. Um, nice, you know, very kind of calm. I've been doing a lot of uh, self kind of discovery with journaling, mm-hmm. diving deep into my creative spaces, which I love. So this is You had a beautiful IG post. Yeah. <laughs> a lovely IG post. I finally decided to share some of the things that I love doing the most. So I'm gonna keep doing it. It's a challenge, yes. you know. So every other week I am learning a new song and I'm going to post out on Instagram. So this week was a small bit of her and featuring Daniel Caesar, best part of me. It's such a beautiful song. So, I just want to see how beautiful you are. That was actually good. You know that okay, I Okay, I think see. that's enough. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'll sit here and sing the whole song. Oh, y'all, y'all don't know. Y'all just don't know. I was just singing the Negro National Anthem. So you helped me get that out of my head. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad it's out of your system. So yeah, I've been good. It's just, you know, good. it's been a... Um, uh, also, being in line with the, the new moon that just happened okay. between the 19th and 20th, depending upon where you're at, that kind of, you know, allows you to set new intentions. Mm-hmm. 
um, start off uh, this new part of the month fresh and things that you want to focus on. And it's in, it was in Pisces. So, you know, tapping into some of those creative elements. Mm. Uh, but sometimes it can be very emotional depending upon yeah. uh, what's going on or, you know, the makeup of your birth chart. So some really good things happening this week. Was it, has it been emotional for you? Has it been more creative? It's been both. It's okay. been extremely creative. Um, oh, that's one thing that I was going to mention. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, have been struggling with uh, just tapping into like me kind of being who I am. Mm. Um and not just being, but expressing mm. myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I ran into this girl, uh, this girl's page named Lizzie Dances on Instagram. Oh, you showed me her. Oh my gosh. Yes. She was so inspirational yes. to me. And the fact that this is a 20 year old, 21 year old young girl who decided to, I'm sorry, young woman <laughs> who decided to move to LA to pursue her dance career. And she, you know, according to Westernized society is not the ideal of what we consider to be, um, you know, a dancer. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. when I tell you like watching her was like, okay, if I, if she can do that, yes. and I, I, the fact that she can actually dance, she can dance and has the confidence. And she talks uh. on her Instagram. If you guys um, have not checked her out, it's called Lizzie, Dan- Lizzie Dances. She talks about, you know, the fact that she was like, I know that I don't have the technical expertise nor the body mm-hmm. to be in these spaces, but she decided to she go created anyway. her space. She did. Mm-hmm. And because of that, she's received so many opportunities, wow. has already booked multiple jobs and is being nurtured by mm. other big choreographers in the world of LA. So that for me, it was like, wow. So if she can do that, then India, come on. She created space for herself. Exactly. You That's gotta, dope. You got to do the same thing. So regardless of what the naysayers say or whoever is hating on you or people that make you feel like you can't um that's more of a reason just to do it and just put it Mm -hmm. out there it may not be perfect so i say all that to say um that's what this week was really focused about is putting myself out there and like sharing who i am with the world that's super super dope i think what i what i learned from even when you when you sent that to me was that these boundaries are really made up like what is ideal yes like size weight color whatever it's all it's all made up you know and i think that's what kind of one of the intentions of our podcast is is that you know it's not about what you look like it's not about it's just about showing the f up and as we always talk about, you know, black women and this, that, and the third, but I think we 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 push it so much because we're always we always have to encounter who we not, what we're not, how we don't do this or who we don't. And it's like everywhere. So it's just, hey, who cares? Right. Do you take up space? And she is and she's epitomizes that. Oh, to the T. Like I, I was, I actually got like kind of emotional. Yeah, like, yeah. Listening to her story, her mom had passed away, mm. so because of that, she never wanted to buy a car. Mm. Did or she drive an accident or? Okay. She did. She got into a car accident, mm-hmm. and so this was a you know by her moving to LA, you know this was not only was she is she living her dreams, but she was like, hey, I'm 
gonna actually drive yeah. and and so yeah. it was just so transformative and, yeah. and a big deal so super duper dope y'all check her out super dope lizzie dances and and when it's in your heart can't nothing stop you no not at all when it's when it's when it's something that's divinely in you to express you are the one that you have to express it and you can see the love and mm-hmm. the passion it just bleeds out because real recognize real exactly so it's- when you do you and it's real and it's authentic you attract those types of people girl yes well, Stacy. on the flip side, how was your week? Honestly, my week has not been too bad. You know, I'm actually, I took off tomorrow and Thursday. I still have a couple meetings I'm going to get on. <laughs> but it's just because I kind of want to make sure things are tied up. And uh, But these are my, this is my first time taking a break in my previous role. So I haven't taken any time off other than the time that was given to me. Um, so... I'm looking forward to being able to kind of sit with, you know, my creative, my creativity and try to create some things. You know, I have so much swirling in my mind. Like my, my creative spirit is so active right now. It's like, it's overwhelming sometimes. Like, cause I just think of all, like I have so many ideas. And so I'm hoping to take the next couple of days to express those and kind of take them out of me and put them out into the world and even if it's not the larger world at least put it on paper or design some stuff so um i'm looking forward to that but uh i think the highlight of my week so far today there was a black employee network um round table um and we had two people talk about uh you know in, in honor of black history month we have some of these random round tables and i was able to attend one and one of my good friends, Dr. Christie, she was on, and then there was another guy that I haven't met, but they just were so encouraging for me. And seeing these black people like higher up in our company, taking up space and being able to like speak on some of the experiences that I've just had, um, talking about certain like sabotage, talking about imposter syndrome, even I don't really feel I have imposter syndrome. I feel like I got the opposite. <laughs> People want me to feel like I'm not supposed to be there. And I'm like, well, I don't see, I'm here, you know? (laughs) But I mean, they spoke on a lot of very relevant topics in a very real way. And I felt so connected um, where, you know, the last few months for me at work have been, I've kind of felt very isolated. So, um, you know, hearing that kind of re-energized me and got me really wanting to tap into, you know, this new opportunity that I get kind of a blank slate and a fresh start. So um, I would say that's been so far the highlight of my week so far. And um, also just anticipating and actually not even anticipating because I've been able to do some more stuff during the during the day, like creative stuff. So um, like you said, it, it had to be some astrological thing going on Absolutely. because I have not been more excited about creating things um, over the last couple of weeks. So super cool. Well, welcome to the new moon. The new moon. Look, I'm in a singing <laughs> I'll be telling y'all. And I'm the type of friend, I'm honest. You Look, know? She said, who that? What's, what's these church songs? I was like, that was Beyonce. That wasn't church. 
I said I had I had no idea that that was what we were trying to sing. So <laughs> I got that bass. Well, let's go ahead and hop into this review. This happy hour of Harlem. We're gonna be doing a kind of a uh, a whole end to end review from uh, episode two, season two of Harlem to uh, episode six. So instead of going episode by episode, what we were thinking is just focusing on the characters and how they have evolved. Um, um, so yeah, let's just jump into it. Yeah. So, Disclaimer, this wine is hitting a little bit. <laughs> so um, stop me if I don't, if I stop making sense. Nah, you good. You good. This, this makes it even more fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so I guess we want to start off with uh, just talking about where kind of where the where the women are now are at right now in Harlem, and Camille. So we're gonna start with Camille. So for me, um, at this point, the thing that's very revealing about Camille and about some of the things that she does, because I think there is a Camille has a lot going on in her head. And I think a lot of what she has, I think you might have mentioned it on a previous podcast on our maybe our first our first one maybe mm-hmm. is that a lot of what she has going on our head in her head is not really relevant to what's going on in the real world. Like right. it's just there's some there's like a disconnect to me a little bit. Right. Um, but I think the thing that pops out is that we met her mother. Mm-hmm. And her mother, it sounds like her father passed away at some point, and her mother maybe instead of uh, she maybe shut down emotionally for Camille. Yeah. Um, at least this is what I'm gathering. I think they'll probably dive deeper into that relationship in the next episodes after episode like seven through ten. Um, but you kind of are seeing this woman that maybe is stuck that she emotionally gave her daughter, didn't give her daughter what she needed, um, but really was trying to create an environment that seemed happy um, and maybe didn't deal with some of the, the inner things. And so I think growing up in that type of a household would maybe lead you to really maybe dysfunctional ways of Mm. thinking about the world or or maybe even approaching problems. Um, I'm sure that she probably couldn't talk to her mother about what was going on. So she probably relied on herself more. And I think you saw that and you see that a little bit more in her relationship, particularly with Ian, but also her relationship with her friends. Um, It seems like she holds in stuff that for me, especially um, if I'm with someone like Ian, if I have a partner, which is another thing that they did get back together. I think our first episode we were talking about, are they going to get back together? Um, But they did get back together. And I really think that Ian is really trying. But I feel like because of some of the stuff that maybe has happened with Camille and her mother or some things in her childhood, that she is not, doesn't seem like she's emotionally there yet to really have a healthy relationship like fully aware mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i think that's really key yeah yeah what do you think about 
her as far as her career. And, um, you know, we we got to know a little bit about Whoopi Goldberg in there. <laughs> um, I don't know her. What's her name? Dean something? Oh. Professor somebody? Um, through Camille, we got to learn a little bit more. But but where do you think she is with her career? Honestly, I feel like, um, and I'm just being honest, Camille overdoes it a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. she walked into um, when she found that she had a new boss. Mm-hmm. She walked into her office and was very like, "Okay, I'm here." You know, um, instead of letting it happen organically. Mm-hmm. And I feel like because of that. It's it's okay to be ambitious, but I feel like back to your point, she lives in her head mm-hmm. and she overthinks a lot of things. And so I feel like she has um, not allowed opportunities or hindered opportunities because of that particular reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, it's not, um, it, to me, it's not, it's, it's a problem because mm-hmm. you see that reflect in so many p- other parts of her life, her mm-hmm. relationship, you know, um, Again, going back to her mother, her friendships. So in terms of her career, I feel like it's it's awesome, but there's a reason why um, she was not considered for promotions previously, mm-hmm. you know, aside from the previous boss mm-hmm. she had because mm-hmm. they had a more of a personal relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, but she just overdoes it. She needs to, she needs to calm down. She needs to relax yeah, yeah. and understand that, okay, if this is what you do, this is what you're good, good at. Let that speak for you yeah. versus you trying to force something and people can see that. Yeah. And I think yeah. she, she talked herself out of, um, if there was any possibility that was, that was shut down at the door because she kept trying to force it. And therefore a, a student got that. Mm -hmm. that role Mm -hmm. as an assistant versus her. Yeah. So the person that did all that messed up, you know, and and ran away and was that the student? Yes. Oh, that was a girl from the Yes. That was <laughs> her. Christ. So. Yes. Um, so I think, uh, you know, for me, um, with Camille, do you think that she's an authentic character? Do you have, like, I know we talked about the characters being more exaggerated. Um, and then on the background, we kind of talked about, you know, Megan Good being the, um, was it Dr. Dr. Pruitt, Dr. Yes. Pruitt. Okay. Dr. Pruitt. Um, so that's Whoopi Goldberg's character is mm-hmm. Dr. Pruitt. Yes. Pruitt. Um, do you, do you think that Megan is acting like realistically acting like someone you would think that's in her thirties in her position is that realistic? Because we did talk about the characters being exaggerated and, you know, but compared to maybe some of the other characters, do you feel like Megan is is realistic or is she kind of a caricature? I feel like... Or we keep saying Megan, Camille. I Camille. keep saying Megan, Megan, yeah. I mean, Megan, Camille, same. Same, same person. person. Yeah. Um, I feel like there are maybe parts of her that are relatable that I could actually see. And there's some parts that I'm just like... I, I don't see like our age, a young woman doing some of the things that she did, um, especially in, in career wise. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, maybe cause I approach it a little bit different, but, um, it's almost like she's, we can her, she's acting 
It's like, yes. you know, with some of the other characters, like Ty and Angie, I feel like they're bringing a part of themselves to the role. Yes. And I feel like I don't, I feel like there's a disconnect. Be, and it might be because that might be, you know, go into why I keep calling her Megan. Because I, I see Megan good more than I see Camille. But you know what's funny is that when I watched an interview um, on YouTube, about, in particular with Megan Good and her role in, in with Camille and Harlem, she actually said she there was a lot of parts of that character that she was relatable to that was mm-hmm. more of herself. Mm. So that was that's very interesting. You bring that up. It doesn't feel like it though. But maybe, maybe, maybe it's intended to be that way. Yeah. Maybe she is that way. Because it don't feel like, I mean, if you're a PhD student, like, I mean, not even a student, like if you're, you're if you're a professor, you're a learned person, you understand, yes. like she's in sociology. So a part of what she is teaching is about, you know, how people are engaging and encountering other people, you know, and for her to have the, even with her mother, it seems like there's a myth, there's something not clicking. It's like what she went to school for, she does not apply to her own life. And, and I, but I would think, and, and I could be totally wrong, but I would think that your life is, you know, especially from a sociality, socially, you are looking at your life but and I, you're gathering perspective from that. But that may be a part of her character and evolving and coming to that, mm-hmm. that point. It's like you go to school for this stuff, but you actually not applying, applying mm-hmm. that to that, your That's world. true. Um, yeah, I could definitely see that. Yeah. So, it, yeah. You would then understand how, you know, and she always brings it up, like um, she bring it up at the wrong, like for the wrong stuff. She always talks about, you know, how one and one connects with one another, and the origins of people, and all this other fun stuff, but doesn't actually apply it to her own self. Mm-mm. Not in her life. So it'll be interesting to see if she, if and when she actually decides to heal the relationship with her mother, mm-hmm. how that kind of ripples into the rest of her life. Yeah, because I think that'll kind of set the tone for where she actually should be and not stepping into Dr. Pruitt's office, mm-hmm. um, you know, pushing herself and, and doing things that are not necessary. Okay. And we forgot to warn you guys, a spoiler alert here. So if you haven't watched episode oh, yes. six, like pause it and then come back to us because we will be kind of talking about it. Cause, and I say that because I wanted to mention the last part of episode six where, you know, we, we, I at least felt that we were making good grounding with Ian. I thought I honestly liked Ian in these next, in these last, you know, we were kind of on the edge with him after mm-hmm. the first, you know, a couple episodes, one or two episodes. Um, but I actually liked him. And then at the end of episode six, she ends up in the bed with Jerome. J- Jameson. With Jameson. <laughs> Whatever his name. Like, so that kind of hurt me. Not hurt me, but it's just like, there's a guy here that is actually really trying. And how did you end up in bed with this other man? And he's actually went and talked to Jameson and they have some type of relationship, you know, even if it's maybe, you know, surface. But then you see that at the end of the episode. I think there's a theme with her. She tries too hard. She tries too hard with her relationship with It's Ian. like self-sabotage? It is. It's self-sabotage. She tries too hard in her, her career. She it, It's just like she tries too hard with her friends. And and I, I shouldn't even say that. 
Um, but you definitely see it with her relationship and career. Do you think she's selfish? I do think she's selfish. Mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. I think she's very selfish. I feel like her mind is so cluttered that it's hard for her to see past her immediate situations. It's because she has a lot to address within herself. And mm-hmm. until she does that, it's she's going to come off that way. So I don't think it's an intentional thing, mm-hmm. but I do feel like it, it is there because to your point, she has a lot of stuff going on that she can't even see past herself. Mm-hmm. She's getting in the way of her own, her own life. Okay. So what are our predictions about Camille before we move on to one of the other characters? I, well, based on this last, this last episode of six, it'll be interesting to see like what actually happened with her and Jameson. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, do, yeah, yeah. I do feel like Camille's going to break apart, break down and something's going to break her apart in order for her to realize that she needs to number one, heal her relationship with her mother. Mm-hmm. Um, get out of her head and start to actually live her life um, in a way that is unapologetic, but also where she's not Mm self-sabotaging. I think that Camille is going to end up by herself. You think so? You know, like not even from a relate, but even with her friendships, I think she's going to ostracize herself. Like she's going to, you know, dig a hole so deep that nobody is really going to connect, you know? So, I mean, obviously there's no, even if I, I don't think anything, I think that some, there's some twist. I don't, I don't want to believe that anything happened between Camille and Jamesy, even though of how it looked. But I do think that it's going to really put a dent with Ian. I think because, you know, his ego is going to be like, oh, I done been through all this. No, you know, but I think she's going to have to, she's, she's going to end up in a place where either she fix her demons or she figures that out or she does. Now, this, this, this comes to me now. The eggs, the fertility. Oh, how she lied. Yeah, we didn't talk about that. I think that was a big thing. She didn't want to tell... She didn't want to tell Ian about that. She also didn't want to tell Ian that her and Jameson received a a grant um, to be able to do a research Mm -hmm. project. For me, it it goes back to the same thing. You are Mm self-sabotaging. You have an ability to be honest and Mm -hmm. to be vulnerable with the person you love the most. So you say, and you don't. Mm -hmm. More so relative to your fertility. Mm -hmm. Not only that, but opportunities that you've received in your life. It just seems like there's this, it's all rooted in the same thing. And, And it may be that she had to depend on herself emotionally. And that she didn't really have anybody coming up that she could truly engage with. So now as an adult, she doesn't, her first thing is that she needs to fix it herself and that she doesn't realize that she has now a support system that can support her. Yeah. So I'm I'm very interested with Camille to see and hopefully her mother. Um, you know, we see more with her mother. I, I don't know the name of that actress, but she's an awesome actress that, that plays her mother. And she's been in several different Spike Lee uh movies. Um, so I I don't remember her name, but she's been in like at least three different Spike Lee joints. So seeing her, um I think that there's probably going to be some more episodes that dive a little bit deeper into the relationship with her mom. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The next person, who do you want to who do you want to tackle next? We got Camille. 
Um, I think another big one that we we see is uh, I, well, I think uh, Ty. We should mm-hmm. talk about Ty. You read my mind. Uh, <laughs> what do so, you think about Ty? So I thought it was interesting. With I think the biggest thing to me that stands out with Ty is this whole deal with her um, her ex husband. Mm-hmm. Or did, did they end up being ex husband? I mean, he, she was her husband. They were husband and wife, even though she was in uh, yes. New, uh, New York City. Um, and he comes back, and uh, he basically they go to lit- uh, through a what is that mediation. Mm-hmm. And they settle on her, you know, giving him about a million dollars or something like that. And spoiler alert, with the end, he comes and tears up the check um, and they have a moment together. Um, So I think what is super dope about that is that ultimately... I believe that he was hurt. Like I believe he loved he Ty, and he. It was funny. He was hoping of a of a second chance mm-hmm. that this was just mm-hmm. gonna be mm-hmm. something that wasn't real or that mm-hmm. they could just get over. He felt abandoned, mm-hmm. and that like while she left him, moved and you know has this big life, and now he's been stuck. And so it's like that resentment to say, well, I'm going to take from her what she took from me. And then I think toward the end, he realized that the money didn't fix it. Mm -hmm. And I think what I do believe is that they were probably really good friends and that she chose herself and being able to express herself um, over their friendship and, you know, left him kind of to pick up the pieces Right. And, you know, I can't fault her, but then at the same time, I can understand him as well. Um, well, he had no closure. He had no closure. And she did not even get, give him the opportunity to Mm-mm. have that. Mm-mm. You know? Yep. And so I, th- I think, I thought the end was good um, with them kind of coming to that. I, you could tell that there was a love there. Mm-hmm. And that, but it was just all of the pain. And once they broke through the pain, they got to something a little bit more stronger. You know? One of the things I found interesting about her is seeing her, you know, in the episodes. So in one and two, we kind of see Ty, like, you know, just being this she's just out there you know Mm -hmm. in terms of the dating world Mm -hmm. and wanting to have fun but Mm -hmm. I think episode three is when we start to see that she wants to learn how to actually be in a relationship Mm -hmm. so much so to the point she is considering getting a puppy and then she goes to the plant store kills the plant and then is like Mm -hmm. I can't care for anything Mm -hmm. so how am I going to care for anyone Mm -hmm. so in this last episode I found it really interesting that um, you know when she needed somebody the most to help her with her injection Mm -hmm. um, freezing her eggs Brandon was the mm-hmm. one to help her she, and she, she went as far as uh, observing her friends mm-hmm. staying over their mm-hmm. house I was so say, she yeah. could understand what a relationship is and, and and you could tell that she was like this isn't it but I think what's going to be fascinating is I think Ty's going to get tired of that quickly mm-hmm. all of the in and out right we can yeah, all attest yeah. to that and say yeah. when you're dating you know especially if you're dating multiple people you get tired of the in and out the back yeah. and forth the constant you know circle of you don't, you're never with you the want same something person. more consistent especially in those moments mm-hmm. where you really need somebody you that need loves someone. you mm-hmm. and is willing to do anything to help you mm-hmm. and i think that is going to be probably the next part of mm-hmm. ty's life is looking for that one person and she froze her eggs yeah 
Yes. And as much as she says she doesn't want that, you know, Mm -hmm. and she seemed to get tired of the typical relationship. It's like, but that's really what she wants. But even at the end, when she was with her friends, when they were sleeping together, like they were like laying on each other. Yeah. At the end, you could tell that she saw the sentimental piece of it, Mm -hmm. you know, so she felt that they had a boring life. But then at the end of the day to have somebody that she's laying next right. to that's a consistent person that knows her. I think that it's human nature to want somebody that gets you and that's there. Mm-hmm. You know, even if it's not perfect or even if it's not traditional, even if it doesn't look how the world says it, that it's supposed to look, mm-hmm. you still want the... <laughs> You still want, um, you know, some semblance of that, that consistent love, that unconditional love, you know? I feel like in modern dating now, I, I've known a lot of ties and, and Mm -hmm. from a man and a a Mm -hmm. woman's standpoint, um, I, I just, I see that being a a thing now where you don't but Ty I shouldn't even say that because Ty is a little bit different you know she's more open to it mm-hmm. but I feel like in modern dating it's extremely hard to find people who you know want that that same thing everybody wants to be dating around mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. wants to be you know going from this person to this person this person and listen if that's how you want to live life mm-hmm. I think that is absolutely beautiful mm-hmm. but for some of us who don't want that we just it's it's challenging. I think it's important also to be able to be very honest about what you want. I agree. You know, so I think like what you said that the difference between other people and maybe a tie is that it's pretty, even though like people get mad or whatever, but it's, it's pretty understood of what she is and who she is. And how, mm-hmm. Like she's not really out here trying to wife nobody and then, you know, dump them. It's just like that she's a player. Everybody knows she a player. Yeah. You know, and and it's interesting the relationship that she was like, hey, I'm going to be with this other lady who's a player and who's even more of a player than me. And, you know, that should work because there's no strings attached. We can just boom, boom, boom until I find the person. What do you think is going to happen with that? Do you think that those two are going to actually, you know, fall in love? I honestly, I don't. Yeah. I think Ty got to see this is a taste of her own Mm -hmm. medicine. Mm -hmm. And I think she's realizing that that's an example of what she doesn't want. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that the other girl, I mean, I think that like exactly what you said. I think that ultimately she is still going to be thirsty and yearning for something that's more, more, you know, so what do you think about the, uh, the lady, the plant store lady? Now, now, I could see her. I can see that, but she just seems older. But here's the thing is, is that that's, that's, Ty goes to her, right? Mm-hmm. Be- and she's using plants as a way to kind of connect mm-hmm. and talk about mm-hmm. She ran into her on the street and she even gave her, she was like, Ty, can I give you a hug? You yeah, know? yeah. Because she's been through the divorce. I feel like Ty, that may be the person that Ty needs that she may not have thought she needed. Like she's auntie or wanted. I feel like she's an oracle. You think so? You know, I, yeah, because I feel like she will be able to speak to the divorce and you know help her to understand herself a little bit more, and through the plants, kind of help her to you know. I think she's kind of like the fairy godmother. 
I, I just I would be surprised. Although she's also divorced and has, you know, she's but she's divorced from a man, and so is Ty. <laughs> You're right. That's what I'm saying. But she has, uh, but doesn't she have kids or something? She has. A, I think she has a daughter. But it just, she just seems like she's but you 50 know what? years old. It could be that that maybe, and I'm just speaking hypothetically. Her daughter is like is Ty's mm. like oh my gosh, like I'm in love. Maybe we see how older that because she just to me seems too old. But who knows? I, I mean, what about the white lady from the previous season? I don't think she's coming back. I don't think so. I think that was a lesson. Mm. It was a lesson. Well, I think going from Tide in, I think we should go into Quinn. Oh, yes. Quinn. Because they spent a lot of time together at they the did. Pride Parade. And Ty is such a good friend of Quinn. Mm-hmm. She's always one of the number ones that mm-hmm. shows up when she needs it. Mm-hmm. Um, Quinn is going through some... Quinn is Quinn is in a hole. She is in a depression. Mm-hmm. I was a little concerned about her mental health. Oh, I was man. like, okay, girlfriend, you got to speak up and I say... I was happy she said something. I was too, because at first I was afraid she wasn't. Yeah. Especially when she started Googling... Uh, waterfront property yeah, yeah. traveling um, but I don't know what do you think about Quinn how is she evolving so far in the episodes I, I think Quinn is is just going through sometimes you can hold it for only so long yeah you know and I think that she's been holding up this image and I think she's been crying to get out of it and I think she's been looking for it in people so like she's been looking for an outlet to kind of express herself through her relationships. And that hasn't worked because ultimately she needs to be able to find it in herself. Right. And so I think that everything's going wrong because she has to reorganize her mind or like reorganize her perspective on things. And I think, you know, at least, at least for me, I feel like Quinn has tried to carry so much and that um, sister girl that broke up with her was almost the straw that broke the camel's back. Yes. Because she was just look, she just she just needed something to like save her. She was like she's looking for a relationship to save her, but she has to save herself. And so I think she's going through some type of dark night of the soul, and she is deep down and depressed. And I was so proud of her that she reached out to her friends. Yeah, I hundred percent. And I and so so I think for me. Quinn has a huge upside on the second half of this season to I, me. I think her mom to her relationship relationship mm. with her mother mm-hmm. is also a dampening part. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, mom is always like, at least for me, home. Mm-hmm. You know, that's mm-hmm. that grounding place. Mm-hmm. Dad I, was home for her. Yeah. But the the fact that like you can't even connect with your mom she has all of these ridiculous expectations mm-hmm. you won't accept you for who you are mm-hmm. critiques every part of who you are mm-hmm. your looks your body your fashion when she's gorgeous right yeah and so i feel like that just made her probably feel even worse mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then to to not get the support that she needed like when she went when they went to the pride festival yeah that was hurtful. and the fact that her mother was there supporting is that was hurtful after the fact that she's broken up, broken with, her, up with her and I'm not saying you can't be a professional but you could very frankly tell her mom was supporting Isabella more so for the what it looks like in optics than so 
actually concerning concerned about her daughter and helping her through that. I think the thing that was that was so sad for me in that moment was that Quinn was concerned about coming out or telling her mother that she was dating um, a woman. Right. You know, and so to see her mother now at the Pride Festival hugging these, you know, men and for her not to even acknowledge that in you and she hugging even you, give her a hug. you know, and that to me hurt me because I think that could have been, that was, that's probably something that Quinn needed even more than her mother could ever imagine. There's nothing like a mom's hug. And, and I think Quinn needed it. You whoever, know? whoever that person is for you. Some, life. some acceptance. Yeah. You know, like I'm your mother. I own, like, you know, she kind of was like, get out the way. I want to hug these other people, you know? Girl, no wonder why it's Quinn. Quinn's a little effed up in the head. Well, Oh, and, and then like you said Ty was such a great friend like I want a hug from you oh. you know I see you I want you you know and I think but that to me hurt me because I think that you know for someone like a Quinn who who really does everything she can to try to be uh, you know what her mom wants her to be and is trying to find herself through that and for her mom to be in a place that you know, she was even afraid to talk to her mom about being within that community right. and for her to be there and giving these motherly hugs, you know, because what's the representation of that is that these men or these people, because they were gay, were kicked out of their homes. And so she was giving hugs to say, hey, I accept you as a as a mom. And then she didn't give her own daughter a hug, you know, and for her daughter to see that. And, you know, it's just like, to me, kind of almost the ultimate betrayal trail even in that one moment um so i think for me i got a lot more compassion for for quinn i do too over the last few episodes and i think that ultimately she is going to go through a dark moment but i think she's going to shine through it on the other side because one thing about her is that she is she she might not have like a street smart about her but she approach she dives in she does Too much, too much. And she wants to be, she's authentically herself. (laughs) She is. And I think that this next chapter will be her in that journey. Do you think, Isabella is out the way. She's not going to come back. I don't think she'll go back. But what about this Cousin Skeeter guy? Oh, um, who, the the stripper. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I I could see her going either way. I could see her being open to dating another woman. Yeah. Or, you know, dating another man. I don't know. It'll be hard to tell with Quinn. Yeah, it will. This is such a transformative period for her. It's kind of hard to tell. I honestly did. It took a turn when she started to go into depression. You can see, you could tell. Um, you know, and on that note, it, it also made me think about like, sometimes we're too hard on each other, especially mm-hmm. parents, mm-hmm. um, or guardians, you know, expectations. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see Quinn have this rebellious kind mm-hmm. of like attitude. She's always had it, but I think she's going to step more into that. She's going to own it more. She is. So it's hard for me to say like, what is she going to do? Is she going to go back with, yeah. uh, with I- old dude? I think what would be dope for Quinn is for Quinn to find herself and to be in a space where she doesn't need a relationship. Right. And that she feels 
full and whole, you know? And that's what I'm hoping that we get. Like, I want to see Quinn and the sisterhood. I think the sisterhood is going to, you know, push Quinn up. Like, you know, they'll, they'll support her. And my hope is that by the end of the season, she is taking up space. She's owning it. She's a boss. She's on, she's in vogue. She lost her vogue thing. She's in vogue and she's, you know, doing it big, living her dream. Um, so even without a relationship. Yeah. Like, I, I think that would be such a huge success for Quinn. I don't know, y'all. What do you, what do you guys do when you've been in a breakup like that? I mean, is it, can you relate to Quinn or? Ooh, <laughs> I, 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 I think anybody that's ever had their heart broke knows how it feels. But I think the thing that's really interesting about Quinn is how fast she opens up. Like, it seemed like with Isabella, she just let her all the way in. And I don't know if it was just her experiencing something new or if it was actually her, you know liking you know like just falling in love with her and putting her heart out yeah yeah so I don't I don't know what that was but to me Isabella was I, I didn't see anything wrong with what Isabella did with with Gwen neither did I Mm-mm. I thought it was honest open yeah yep. but to your point is Quinn she I'm sorry girl she just be clingy she is and then she immediately like jumps to all of all of the things in terms of a relationship versus taking it you know just bit by bit kind of see where things go I think Quinn is one of those people that should not have sex with nobody until she is she probably should be a married before she gives it up because girlfriend be getting too wrapped up she she get too wrapped up whereas if she could just not like everybody can't you know that's not the way that I think that emotional connection that you know she she's not Ty or no, Angie. She's not. She can't move. She can't like play that. that game. She can't. <laughs> she can't move like that. And I, I'm with her. I mean, I'm much so in a sim- similar space. Yeah. But she has to know that about herself. And I think she's gonna this this relationship with Isabella. The breakup was. It's gonna be a good lesson. And oh we're yeah. See a lot of good things come out of this. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, you know, how about? Uh, and this kind of segues into the next person. But how about um, Quinn's mom bringing uh, Randy Jackson on the golf date? Don't you think Randy Jackson? Girl, Jermaine, Randy, one of them. Michael. His name is Michael. Y'all. No, is his name really Michael? Yo, oh, show? Lord. <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> He looked like he the six Jackson. I was the Jackson I was, six. I was trying to understand the hair. I was really trying, and I was like, I'm not getting it. This I don't know what this was. This was kid and play mixed with the Jackson five mixed with the Jerry curl. Like he was eight people in one with one hairstyle. I did like him though. I liked him the person, but they need to cut that thing off his head. I do think that <laughs> that's that is un- that is unacceptable. <laughs> We cannot. I do think that um, him and Quinn are just friends. You can kind oh, of yeah. tell that. Oh yeah. From the beat, even from when his uh, her mother invited him to the golf mm-hmm. the golf activity, you could tell that she was just telling her yeah. him about like her mom, her family, and then after that, it was just like, yep, yeah, we cool. So yeah, I don't. I, I, 
I I think they'll just cool being friends. I think they'll be friends, but I think the mom is going to have something to say about it, especially with him being with Angie. Well, do you think she will, though, after the fact that Quinn has shared with her mom that she's broken up with Isabella? I think that that you we talked about it off off camp off recording of this elitism, mm-hmm. and I feel like Angie represents very middle class, you know, come to the cookout family, and that her mother sees this guy on this level, and that there's going to be some type of a when her mother like there's going to be something to where you know Angie is bringing this guy, and then Quinn is by herself, mm-hmm. and her mother has something her mother is going to have something to say with that i truly believe it elitism is a whole nother topic um but it is something that bothered me to watch quinn's mom use his credentials or his like his status of what he does for work as a way to kind of as a selling point instead of just saying he's a he's a man these are his mm-hmm. interests let him speak for himself so I don't know maybe that's a whole nother podcast that we can another whole, whole nother there'll probably be a whole nother episode that kind of taps into but that a it, little bit more I, so I feel like it's something that has to be talked about because I I know people that are like that um I've seen other examples and it is probably one of the most horrific things to me that you can do is judge a person based on what they do mm-hmm. their status how much money they make and you know he even said it after she was like oh he's a Yale graduate and all this stuff he was like and I enjoy this and this mm-hmm. and this like that's who he is mm-hmm. we're so busy putting titles on ourselves mm-hmm. and how much money we make we forget to live life and enjoy it and get to know ourselves so anyways yeah well I think he was he to me was a very special guy and he didn't even care about that stuff no because he even when when he met when he met angie i think he found he saw angie and was attracted to her because she just was herself okay we gotta talk about angie and look listen it's my girl i and <laughs> like for me i i personally loved the episode or the scene when she went home yes because there was just so much love and you could see why she is the way that she is yeah i thought i thought you know angie is loud angie's but you know sherry shepherd was the same you can you know, see her mother. where she gets it from. You just you could see it where she got it from. Her brothers, how her brothers interacted with her. Yeah, I thought that it was a very authentic. It yes, was, her mom was a little uh, over the top, but it was such an authentic moment. It was very authentic because I feel like too sometimes we need to go back home. Ah, uh, it's it's like get a, rooted. It's a reboot. It's grounding. You need that. It's a grounding. You need to be around your mom and your dad, your siblings, to just you know get back to who you are. Remember who you are. Yes, mm-hmm. and let that motivate you to the some of the things you're doing. Yeah, and and just to get that little confidence back, you know, because she's in an industry. She's a singer, and she's in New York City. You know, and you know she her mom mentions it. She's not. What the stereotypical, you know, singer person? Or we we talked about it in the in the intro of these, you know, boxes that people put with the yeah. the dancer, you know. So 
So she doesn't necessarily fit in all the boxes. I love how her mom told her this. She said, if I can find my enough, Mm -hmm. your cup should be overflowing. Yes. Because I put you in a situation. Yes. We loved on you, girl. That is just so, just so amazing. We loved on you. I feel like we all need, well, I have a a home space like that, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. with my parents. But that is just, it was so beautiful to see and so authentic. So So genuine. It was, it was so genuine i i i think we got a lot of insight on where angie takes take angie takes up space she does and like the vulnerability and the honesty that Mm -hmm. that requires to come back home and say yeah y'all i'm not where i wanted to be yeah but and and they still receive her love compared to quinn Mm -hmm. like she lies oh it's it's so interesting to see and i think it's you can see it almost in camille as well yeah is that not really showing up as your true self to the people that really love you that angie has the capacity to do that but to me out of all of them angie has the capacity to love she has more capacity to love than any of the other characters I mean, and, and I think you saw it oh you absolutely do and you see it with him and her that she's able to go have fun she's able to like make fun of herself and then she's and then even the type of love that he's given her is the type of love that she truly deserves it is and I don't think any of the other people are ready for that type of love I feel like Angie because of who she is and her upbringing and, and on top of all this this man is a millionaire probably like and do you remember but he didn't she don't even know in episode two how she started talking to a guy who was well off Mm -hmm. and um oh marcus yeah they didn't millimeter marcus (laughs) (laughs) they did not go well at all together no she was not feeling him she was not feeling him and he was not really he wasn't feeling her Diva over here chilling. He chilling. He chilling. We good. We good. We good. <laughs> but Mark. But yeah, yeah. We can talk about that too. Like um, he he had the nerve to say something about her needing vaginal rejuvenation, <laughs> and she was like, "Uh, dude, that was interesting. That was interesting." But it it kind of it kind of goes into you know. Everything on the outside is not... Just because it's glittered don't mean it's gold. Yep, that's exactly true. And she was going to use them too until he said something about the vaginal rejuvenation. You know, she was like, he got a big house, you know. But what do you think the difference is with... She didn't even ask about this dude's money. It's never come up. I think, like, he didn't come... He doesn't come across that way. Mm -hmm. Michael does not come across that way. Mm -hmm. He's down to earth. He wants to have a good time. Mm -hmm. He, you know, admires her, appreciates her, Mm -hmm. her beauty, everything that she has to offer. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's the difference versus him. I feel like sometimes when you have certain things, I feel like you may want to flaunt them off or mm-hmm. that going back to the elite, right? That becomes just a part of your identity. Mm-hmm. You you identified, you know. Exactly. Yeah. So I think there's a genuineness yeah. with him. Mm-hmm. But one thing I found interesting. He is not his money. He no, is he's not. Mm-hmm. And he makes that note. I mean, for him to cancel his birthday party for yes. her. Um, that was just so sweet. You yes, know? he's he, a sweetheart. <sighs> I did notice, um, you know, they made it a point to talk about Angie's experience filming this Hallmark film. Mm-hmm. And this uh, is now the second job yes. she's had where she's- Shout out to Countess Vaughn, who's oh. on there. I was like, girl, we haven't seen 
see you forever. Most of the love in the morning when the sun is me, is me. Y'all know about Moesha with Countess. Love her. <laughs> that was so interesting. Yes. They, yes. She couldn't even do her hair. <laughs> Didn't even try. Didn't even try to help her detangle it. I was like, why? And then the microaggression. The microaggression. From when she walked uh, in. Riding a bicycle. Mind you, let's, let's make sure this, this is not a stereotype. Merry Christmas. Black people know how to ride bicycles, okay? Yes, we do. That is not, a, let's, let's, let's not do that. You know, I, you know how to ride a bike, right? Yeah. I know how to ride a bike. Like, if you go to black neighborhoods, you see people on bicycles, okay? Now, they don't be like Lance Armstrong, you know, but I low, they be on bikes. I low-key felt that they did that to kind of like, is this really a reflection of home? Mark. <laughs> oh my god. It was get out. It was giving me get out with the little twins. Oh. And they were like, hey, hi. They were freaky. I'm yes. Even though I know how Mark they be trying to have some black movies too. The Christmas movies. But then they said, you know, it was just, it, it was a caricature of Hallmark, but I think it, it, there was some truth in it. There was a little bit of truth. There was some truth in Make it. Make Christmas. Make it <laughs> So, I mean, I think... Uh, where, I, where do you think Angie's going to go from here? Angie and bro man is... They gonna have some some bumps in the road, but I think she found her man. I think she did too. I think she found her man, and I think that she is going from the person on the on the couch to actually seeing her dream start to unfold. And you know what's so funny, Stacey? Because she said it was her year. It was, and it's always the ones mm-hmm. who are just like, look at Camille trying to force a relationship. Yeah. Uh, Quinn, same thing. Mm-hmm. Trying to, you know, fall in love so quickly. Mm-hmm. It's always the ones who are not doing that. And I found yeah, Angie wasn't. Living Angie own. just wants to have a good time. She she ain't she ain't with the judgment. She do what she do. And she stumbled upon. Yep. And she had fun in the, in the uh, meantime. Although, his, although I got his hair, I don't That know. hair got to go. I feel like they doing that on purpose. And I feel like it's gonna be the next episode. She be like I love you, mister, but you're going to have to do something about this girl. That's how she going to say it. It's going to be something like that. I love you, but you're going to have to do something about this hair. You know? So, I see that being a thing. Well, I, I'm a big fan of Angie. I'm excited to see this next chapter. And I'm also interested to see if she decides to stay at Hallmark. Mm. If she sticks it out. It kind of goes back to the book we read with Viola about the, when she talked about the acting jobs, mm-hmm. is that you know you take every role yeah you know until you can get money and get it going so i i mean now she he taught her how to ride a bike so i i i feel like she might keep the role and i think she might just get better roles very very true because she's she's a, I mean she's gotta she gotta get she gotta get in there for like basically making yourself fit yeah until you're out until you act and, and and I think that's the one thing about some of these acting things is that you once the movie is over you're done absolutely yeah. so it's not like she's in a career or in a job and she's expected to stay there you know and she even though you can you know most places you can you write a right to work employee you can leave whenever you want to mm-hmm. but you Usually, if you if you have a corporate job, you're there for a while. Yeah. Whereas she's in a situation 
where she just had to film this movie and then she can call it a day. I, I think, yeah, I could see her doing that. Yeah. But it'll, it'll be good in the long run. And I think she has a support system too. I, I think, I think that this guy, I, what was he? Like he does movie. Doesn't he do like film or time? He was in Times Magazine. Oh, I can't ever remember. I can't remember either, but I, I think he's going to open things up for her and in ways that she didn't imagine. But I think it's going to be, you know, a genuine connection, you know? We already saw the genuine connection, so yeah, I, I'm I'm excited for Angie. I'm excited. This will be a good. She's she's reaching high places. Yes. What would do you have any like other thoughts from the characters? Is there anything else that pops out that we haven't really touched on and touching with all of them? You, do you want to like what about you know where do you feel with like Ian and Jameson and you know Camille's love interest or do you do you have any feelings towards them? I know we mentioned it a little bit. I think Camille is going to self-destruct. She's mm-hmm. going to sabotage herself. I I I don't see Jameson, the whole Jameson situation panning out very well. Um and again going back to keeping secrets and although she's going to have to tell Ian that, I don't think he's going to take it well. Mm-mm. So I could see them not I, up I, together. Yeah, I could see that. You know, self-sabotage. And it's, it's really on her because you've decided to withhold information. Um, one of the things that I, I did want to bring out, and I, I would love to hear your thoughts, is um, the approach on... Um, black women and the the world of of modern day healthcare. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was very uh, interesting to see Ty go mm. through that, um, as well and as the eggs, fertility, know, Camille mm-hmm. uh, being treated a certain way, or you know, waiting to get appropriate treatment. Mm-hmm. Like they were immediately saying, "We're just going to give you a history." Yeah, we're going to give you a history, and did not even she didn't even realize that she had other care options. She had, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So that was something that I found very interesting. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess for myself, I want to dig deep or more into mm-hmm. understanding like um, what are some of the disparities? Oh, it's a lot. And there's some I feel like are very obvious, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to fertility and mm-hmm. women, black women's health. Mm-hmm. But it'd be interesting to kind of get a deeper dive into other things that mm-hmm. we're not talking about as a community. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think... I think fertility is something that I always think about um, because I am going on 33, you know? And so um, I have a friend back in Dallas when I lived in Dallas and she was a little older than me. She she was probably, she's probably about going on 35 now. And she, you know, was meeting with someone to freeze her eggs. Um, I just finished a book, um, Black Girls Must Die Exhausted. And it talked about um, a woman, a young woman, you know, in her her early thirties who was very stressed out and it, it, it impacted her um, her egg count. And so she had to uh, freeze her eggs pretty immediately if she was going to ever have kids biologically. Very and so it was very similar. I mean, I've like, uh, it's interesting. I've seen and heard about this a lot, you know, whether it be in my life um, or just in my reading or watching TV. Viola Davis talked about her issues with fibroids and eventually having to get um, a hysterectomy. Uh, so I think and even beyond that, having a kid, you know? It's it's interesting because my mother had my youngest brother, who's, what, 10 years younger than us, mm-hmm. um, in her 30s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I, I, I think it's more of educational. I think 
there's a real, real, a real risk though. There is. Yeah. I mean, there statistically, black women die two times more often than white women in America. At least two times, if not more, but I in childbirth. I don't even think it's our makeup per se. It's just we're not getting the appropriate treatment yeah. or being given the options mm-hmm. when there are many ways, mm-hmm. you know. But mm-hmm. depending upon who you go to, the doctors that you see, the type of healthcare you do receive, whether that's westernized medicine, eastern medicine, uh, more of a holistic approach, that plays a big role. So I think if... Um, uh, one of the things that I I was thinking about is, is sharing some resources mm-hmm. um, of black healers and, and women that I know that are very in tune with a lot of these practices that can actually like help you understand, like, even if it's, you know, hey, maybe we should go get a checkup or mm-hmm. something, um, because I feel like we're going to the wrong people. Well, I think it's interesting that her OBGYN was a black woman. Right, exactly. You know, so I think that that's like, when I was in Dallas, my OB was a black woman and she took care of me. She listened to me. I felt good there with her. And that's why I'm very critical about that because, um, you know, I've had different types of OBGs and, you know, I felt seen with this woman. And I I mean, I've been, I've been like contemplating just going to Dallas just to see her, Mm -hmm. um, Dr. Ashti, Um, so she she was just very helpful and took care of me, primary care and OBG. So I think at the end of the day, it, it, it's why we need more black doctors, especially in, in uh, OBG black women, um, because we see ourselves in each other. Um, and I think that there are some um, white supremacist, some stuff rooted in white supremacy in terms of pain tolerance and black women, you know? So, and that's when we talk about these, these words when people say strong black woman, I talked about domineering, which was one of the books and one of the words that was continually used in, in autobiography Malcolm X. Some of these words are destructive. Yeah. They're damaging because, you know, they, they make it seem as though black women don't feel pain. So when we when we talk about our pain, people don't take it seriously. You know, whereas if a white woman is to say, hey, I'm in pain, they actually look into it. Um, I was reading a book called Thick um, and, and it's a black feminist uh, essays by, I think her name is Tressie McMillan. She's a, like a PhD, uh, an academic. And she made a book of all these different um, essays. And she talked about when she had a stillborn born birth, she went to the hospital several times saying she had pain in her butt. Mm-hmm. And like they they didn't check her out until she almost died. The baby did die, you know, because she was actually in labor, you know. But the way she described her pain, they didn't see it because and it's that's where language there as well. Like the way she described her pain, the way that she you know showed her pain or whatever for whatever reason they didn't trust her, you know. And this is an academic. This is a woman with a PhD. I think it's also a reflection of the what. Westernized healthcare system. It's it to me. It's 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 what they're learning. It's how they're being trained. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to when you put you know the black community on top of that, it doesn't help. But it all. works for some people. It does. The the healthcare system works for, for some, some people. people. But it's it's still a broken system 
all around. Like mm-hmm. the amount of money we pay for healthcare in America mm-hmm. is ridiculous. But I think that it's beyond that. You know, I think it's capitalism. Oh, that's I don't where, think that's, it's the whole healthcare no, no, that's system. That's where it stems it's from. It's the pharmaceutical that's industry. That's exactly where it stems from. You know, yeah. But it's, that's the part of it. It's like, yeah. that's what runs the entire country. No, we agree. So when we talk about treating people and making sure that people are getting the things that they need, it's like, even now, if you were to go to the to the ER, how long do you have to wait? Well, it's ridiculous. Well, I I think well, I think that it's the same problem with everything. It is. You know, I think it's a it's a it's a problem about money. You know, and I remember I coming out of my first job. I wanted because my I have tons of friends that are doctors. We could talk on and on. We could have a whole yes. episode about that because, you know, when we talk about these systems and healthcare, I, I truly believe that the future is what we make it. And it's cliche because that's my my company's little thing. But I do believe that we can, like what you want your future to look like, you can create it. It can be. Absolutely. You can create it. And I think that we have to really, really look at the world, not for what it is, but what it could be. Um, So I, I don't get too sad about the the things that are, it kind of just is what it is and you have to figure out how to navigate it. But I think that when you see things and you see that it's an issue or a problem, mm-hmm. then it, it takes time. You have to go and dig deep and search and research and figure out, you know, how do I navigate this or what what is this telling me? You know, I think having an insatiable curiosity about the world, to me, that is what makes me not sad because it's like, okay, this is what it is, but let's dig a little deep. There's endless possibility. There's something else to this. Mm-hmm. And it might be something that we can learn and deviate from, or it might be something that we can pick something out from history and boom, put it there. But it's about these types of conversations that can kind of help get us there. Yeah, open dialogue. Yep, yep, yep. Well, guys, that is it for our yes. podcast review. Sorry we went on a tangent. We went on a tangent. But it's all related. And I think that um, they put a lot of this stuff in the, the, the TV shows to talk, spark This is what you're supposed to do. Bring up some of those issues like Black health disparities in westernized healthcare. <laughs> this is this is the point. This is the point of these types of shows, of books and everything, is just to see it, talk about it, engage about it, and and see if you can get to certain solutions. Absolutely. So, one of the positives that I could say, and maybe we could each maybe do some type of a positive, but um, I think for me, what I'm kind of growing into and learning into is that like life is just it's really meant for us. Life is meant to be lived and it's meant we, we need to be curious about ourselves. So if there's something that is annoying, okay, why does that annoy me? Like, you know, because, and it's not nothing to do with shame. It's just like my body is telling me something. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's not telling me something good. Sometimes it's telling me something I need to work on and that it's okay to feel scared. It's okay to feel nervous about something or anxious about something. It's just more important to just take a step back and, and think about that. And like you said, journal, Mm. write it down be self-aware like that's where you I'm need to be now. telling Camille this <laughs> I I mean to me it's just like we get like you said we get so freaking caught up in our appearance and who's not gonna like us who is gonna like us F that 
I have to take up space. Yes. Like I, or else I'm, I, when I get anxious, it's because I feel like I'm curled in a yeah. box or someone's trying to fit me into a box. And I'm like, no, I don't freaking fit here. And you do it like for, like I noticed with myself, you do it without even realizing you're doing it. Yeah. Because it's so, you <laughs> so ingrained, you know? So I think that my prayer for my sis India and my family and the people listening to this and everywhere is that you can find it in you to bring the fullest expression of yourself to the world because we need it. The world needs people to be who they are. And I think if we can tap into that, then the world will be better. A much better place. Mm Mm-hmm. And this type of stuff matters. These conversations matter. Well, it's a part of it's a part of express, expression. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How about you? Um, well, on that note, there was something that Camille um, she left commentary on her um, on the I think was it maybe episode three or four I can't remember but mm-hmm. legacy. So Ooh. talking about you know Ooh, we didn't touch on that expression kind of being who we are what does that actually mean mm. what does legacy actually mean you know we we think it means leaving something mm-hmm. for somebody else tangible right mm-hmm. or accomplishments that we've done but there are some questions that i'd like to to leave you guys with and that resonated with me does it mean in the moments we learn something new mm-hmm. um or do we learn about ourselves mm. and that makes me really kind of question what is legacy what is legacy it's not just tangible things it's 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 it could be you know it's really about coming into who you are as a person and that is what you want to leave in the world I think that's beautiful. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Almost brings me to Oprah said uh, something. Or no, I think it was Maya Angelou. And she said, you don't you don't know who what your legacy is. Exactly. You will never know what your legacy Because your legacy is in every person that you inspired and that you touched. What did you leave them? And you will never know. Like George Floyd, he doesn't know the legacy that he has. Yeah. And it's forever. Yep. People like that. So... That's dope. We could do a whole. We could do a whole episode on legacy. Well, guys, thank you for joining. <laughs> you know, we could talk for podcast. <laughs> we will catch you next. time. Yes, thank you. Happy Wednesday. Well, y'all are gonna hear this on Wednesday. Happy days. Happy days. Talk to you next time.